0: Do you have questions? Do you need answers? The Pastor Study will help you find those answers through God's Word. Our teacher today is Pastor Tom Brock. The Pastor Study is sponsored by PastorStudy.org. So grab your Bible and join us for The Pastor Study.
1: Welcome to the Pastor's Study. Today we want to talk about that verse from 1 Peter chapter 2 that says, abstain from the passions of your flesh, which wage war against your soul. And I want you to notice the tense of the verb, which present tense, wage war against your soul. I I mean, I think when I was a younger Christian, I used to think that when you become older and more mature in Christ, you don't have to fight your flesh so much anymore. I don't believe that anymore. I think we will fight our flesh until the day we die. And so what I want us to do is learn in this half hour, how do you fight your flesh? Would you take out a Bible, turn in the New Testament to the first letter of Peter, 1 Peter chapter 2, and let's pray before we begin. Father, we do wanna pray that as each of us has to fight the world, our flesh, and the devil, that now your Holy Spirit would teach us through the book of 1 Peter how to do that. God, speak to us now, we pray, in Jesus' name, amen. Turn, if you would, 1 Peter chapter two, look at verse 11. Beloved, says Peter, I urge you as sojourners and exiles, First lesson today, this world is not my home. The word sojourner means one who lives in a place that is not his home. The word exile is very similar, a temporary resident in a foreign land. So the first thing I want you to get is we live in this world, but Christian, this place is not our home. There was an old hymn that in the 1930s used to be sung during the Dust Bowl days, and it goes like this. This world is not my home. I'm just a passing through. My treasure and my hope lie far beyond the blue, where many Christian children have traveled on before. And I can't feel at home in this world anymore. Over in glory land, there is no dying there. The saints are shouting victory and singing everywhere. I hear the voice of them that I have heard before, and I can't feel at home in this world anymore. Heaven's expecting me, that's one thing I know. I fixed that up with Jesus a long time ago. He will take me in, though I am weak and poor, and I can't feel at home in this world anymore. In other words, we're just exiles here. Have you thought of this? Eternity is forever your life on this planet is a second so don't get too attached to the things of this world back to first Peter chapter 2 look at the rest of verse 11 I urge you to abstain from the passions of the flesh which wage present tense war against your soul here's the next lesson war against your flesh the Christian life is a battle one commentator said this the body's desires are not wrong or sinful in themselves but sin perverts these desires and the Christian is tempted to satisfy the bodily desires in ways contrary to God's will in other words nothing's wrong with eating but don't be a glutton nothing's wrong with sex but make sure you do it inside of marriage And according to this verse the best way to battle your flesh is the word abstain which means be careful avoid stay away from there's an old saying better to shun the bait than struggle on the hook now you might be seeing this tv show for the first time because we're doing an experiment we had enough money come in so that for six months we're gonna be on a national uh, TV network. So we're in Minneapolis and have been doing this TV show for 23 years here, but maybe you're seeing the show for the first time in 23 years. And because we're on kind of a cable satellite network now. Do you know, I don't have cable TV in my house. I can't handle it. Regular TV is from hell. Cable TV is from the innermost parts of hell. And and I wanna tell you, I was at a hotel for vacation a while ago, they had cable TV. I, I had to turn it off and pray for America. I think God is going to judge us. The reason I have to be careful is because I don't turn the channel as quickly as I should. So for me, better to shun the bait than struggle on the hook. In other words, Christians abstain, be careful, stay away from people and things that cause you to stumble. Look at the rest of 1 Peter 2:12. Keep your conduct among the Gentiles, that's the non-Jews, the nations, honorable, so that when they speak against you as evildoers, they may see your good works and glorify God on the day of visitation." Here's the next lesson. Be an honorable Christian. I served for many years a wonderful congregation in Minneapolis called Hope Lutheran Church. Tremendous people but something happened one day that just kinda troubled me. We got a phone call from the florist and he wasn't gonna sell altar flowers to the people of our church anymore. And the secretary said, why? And he said, too many of your people don't pay their flower bill. Well, that troubled me. (laughs) I got in the pulpit and I said, you know, if you're a Christian and you say you're gonna pay your bill, you pay your bill, otherwise you give unbelievers an excuse to stay unbelievers. So. The point of this verse is, be an honorable Christian. Keep your word. Look at verse 13. Be subject for the Lord's sake to every human institution, whether it be to the emperor as supreme. Here's the next lesson. Submit even to pagan politicians. Peter is saying here, submit to the emperor. Do you know who the emperor was at this point? Nero. Nero was one of the worst of the Roman emperors. He was an egomaniac, he was crazy, and according to early church tradition, both Peter and Paul were martyred under the reign of Nero. Nevertheless, both Peter and Paul in their letters say, submit to the emperor. Now, why is that? Why should we submit to evil politicians? Um, Well, here's why, look at verse uh, 14 be subject to governors as sent by God to punish those who do evil and to praise those who do good. In other words, even pagan governments generally punish evildoers and protect the good of society. In Lutheran theology, this is called the first use of the law. Let me quickly explain, don't go to sleep, the three uses of the law. The first use of God's law, the do's and don'ts of the Bible and just general law, is to keep order in society. The second use of God's law is to show us our sinfulness and our need of Christ for our Savior. And the third use of the law is once you are a Christian, it's a guide to how to live the Christian life. In this verse, Peter's talking about the first use of the law, that God can even use pagan atheistic regimes to keep order in society. Think of atheist China. In atheist China, it's still a crime to kill, rape, etc. Generally, overwhelmingly, God uses government to keep order so the gospel can be preached. So overwhelmingly obey the government, but there are times when you don't. For instance, if Hitler tells you to kill the Jews, you don't do it. If the authorities in Acts chapter five say to Peter and the apostles, stop talking about Jesus, what did Peter say? We have to obey God rather than man. So there are times you disobey the government, But overwhelmingly, generally, even pagan governments, a Christian is to submit to. uh, So that it means, if it says 55, you drive 55. Let's look at um, verse 15. For this is the will of God, that by doing good, you should put to silence the ignorance of foolish people. Here's the next lesson. Nothing speaks louder than your actions. <clears throat> way back in 1994 it was the national prayer breakfast mother Teresa came to speak in Washington DC at the national prayer breakfast sitting there in the audience was then President Bill Clinton and Hillary and uh, uh, the two goers in the meeting mother Teresa gets to the microphone and rebukes America for abortion And she says, come, bring your babies to me. Don't kill them. I'll take care of them. And everybody stood to their feet and applauded, except for the Clintons and the Gores, who remained seated and stared down into their water glasses. And you you know why Mother Teresa had such authority at that meeting? Because of her behavior, because of her actions. Christian, nothing speaks louder to other people than the way you live. Somebody was telling me, you know, there's this man at our office. He's always talking about, to people about Jesus. I wish he'd stop it. His, his actions do not measure up. <laughs> Look at verse 16. Live as people who are free. Here's the next lesson. Christians are the freest people on earth. Now, if you watch TV shows, uh, the media would have you think that the people on Entertainment Tonight or Extra Extra, the Hollywood movie stars living together and they're not married or they're jumping for partner, they're so free, they're in bondage. Listen to what uh, uh, Peter says elsewhere in Second Peter. False teachers promise people freedom, but they themselves are slaves of corruption for whatever overcomes a person to that he is enslaved. Well, some time ago, I turned on my TV and here's the Ellen DeGeneres show lesbian woman who uses her talk show to promote lesbianism. She had a five-minute rant at the beginning of her TV show against these people who she calls are her haters. And if you disagree with lesbianism, you're a hater. And she, she, she just takes after them for five minutes, and then she says to her audience, but let me tell you what I stand for. I stand for kindness. I thought, wait a minute, you just call people who disagree with you haters, but you stand for kindness? And then, same week, I got this in the mail. I, I mean, I don't, I don't like USA Today newspaper, it's very liberal, but you, I get this for free anyway. It's the USA uh, little magazine. And on the cover is the woman from the TV show Glee. She's a lesbian. And have you ever seen the TV show Glee that's so popular, selling sexual promiscuity to teenagers? It's a horrible show. It also strongly sells le- uh, lesbianism. Well, so USA Today highlights the lesbian here and talking about various things she does with her lover. And I'm thinking, good night. And, you know, it, this have you noticed how inundated we are being? It's uh, just sold a bill of goods that this is freedom, this is what it's all about, and they don't realize. They're in slavery. And Christian, hear this. Even though you and I don't win every battle with our flesh, we are still the freest people on earth, and these other people, whether they know it or not, are in bondage. Pray for them. Look at verse 16, 1 Peter two sixteen: Do not use your freedom as a cover-up for evil, but live as servants of God. Here's the next lesson. Use your freedom... To serve God. Do you know why you're on the planet? Why God puts you on earth? You are on earth to glorify and serve God. Let me ask you a question. Are you doing it? You're doing anything right now in your life to serve God. I hope you go to church. It's great to go to church, but that's not enough. You also have to find something to do to serve God, to glorify God. That's why he's put you on earth. Now. I'm a pastor and sometimes I hear, oh but pastor, I don't know that much about the Bible. I've never been to Bible school and I'm not that holy. I don't know that much. Who am I to serve God? And don't talk like that. Let me tell you a story. Years ago, a dog came into a camp of soldiers in China with some pages in its mouth. The soldiers took the pages out and it was a portion of the New Testament. They read it. They thought it was interesting. They followed the dog back to this Christian hospital that the dog came from and went up and they asked for more literature. Well, it was a Christian hospital. They sent an evangelist out to the camp of soldiers. According to the story, 200 soldiers eventually came to Christ through that evangelist because of a dog. <laughs> and the point is, if God can use a dog's mouth, he can use your mouth. <laughs> Years ago, I was a young man. I go to my pastor in Oman and said, Pastor Schutz, I'm thinking maybe God wants me to be a pastor, but who am I? And he said, Tom, if God can speak through Balaam's donkey, He can speak through you. (laughs) So, you know, whether you think you know much or not, God has put you on the planet to serve Him. Find something to do to serve the Lord. Look at verse 17. Honor everyone, love the brotherhood, fear God, honor the Emperor. Here's the next lesson. You are smart to fear God. This verse says to fear God. You know, uh, 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 Psalms, I mean Proverbs, says the beginning of wisdom is to fear God. Sometimes you hear, oh I'm a Christian, I don't fear God anymore, I love God. Well no, the Bible says you're both to fear and love God. Verse 18, servants or slaves, Be subject to your masters with all respect, not only to the good and gentle, but also to the unjust. Here's the next lesson. The Bible has rules for slavery, but never approves it. In fact, the Bible says, 1 Corinthians 7, uh, Were you a slave when called? Do not be concerned about it. But if you can gain your freedom, avail yourself of the opportunity. In other words, the Bible knows slavery is a bad thing. But it does allow for it, and it has rules for it, many of those rules are for the protection of the slaves and and Why does Paul, in his epistles, allow for slavery um, here 's the reason first Timothy six one Let all who are under the yoke of slaves regard their masters as worthy of honor. Why, so that the name of God and the teaching may not be reviled. In other words, Paul knew if I write overthrow your master slaves, that would have ended Christianity in the first century because Rome was built on slavery. So what Paul did instead, he has verses that kind of plant the seeds for the eventual overthrow of slavery, and it was. Let me make a point here. You may be aware that the United Church of Christ, the Presbyterian Church USA, The Episcopal Church in America and the Evangelical Lutheran Church in America, all those denominations now ordain practicing impenitent homosexuals as pastors. And people sometimes say, how do they get that out of the Bible? Let me tell you how they argued, because I was in the midst of all this stuff years ago. Well, say the liberals in the church, the Bible says slavery is a good thing. We know that's not right. And the Bible says women shouldn't preach over men in the church. We know that's wrong. So the Bible's wrong when it comes to homosexuality, too. <laughs> and what do we respond to that? Let me tell you what we respond. The Bible says women shouldn't preach over men in the church. 1 Timothy 2. Well, then they shouldn't. We should follow the Bible. We are Christians, after all. And nowhere does the Bible say slavery is a good thing, but it does give rules for slavery, many of which protect the slave. So beware of people that when they don't find a verse in the Bible they don't like, they rip the page out. Sadly, that kind of arrogance has, has been decimating the mainline liberal Protestant denominations. People are leaving those denominations, and they should. We did in our congregation that I served. Verse 19, for this is a gracious thing, when mindful of God, one endures sorrows while suffering unjustly. What credit is it if when you sin and are beaten for it, you endure, but when you do good and suffer for it, you endure? Then this is a gracious thing in the sight of God. Here's the last lesson. God will bless you when you suffer unjustly. Jesus said the same thing, Matthew 5, Blessed are you when others revile you and persecute you, utter all kinds of evil against you falsely on my account. Rejoice, your reward is great in heaven. So those Christians in North Korea and in Chad and in Indonesia and in Saudi Arabia and parts of Egypt and uh, Darfur, Christians who are suffering at the hands of of people that are persecuting them for their faith, Jesus says they're going to be blessed someday. And let let me just close by sharing this. This is kind of hard to share, but let me do it anyway. Um, Some time ago, I got a phone call from a woman who watches our TV show. And she says, Tom, uh, you don't know me, but I need to meet with you about something. And, And I sat down with her. She went to a different church, but she seemed to be a very mature Christian woman. And she said, while I was watching your TV show, I had a word from the Lord and the word was, this man is going to suffer for his faith. Well, you know, I heard that I didn't know what to do with it. Not long after that, this happened. Here we go. I personally have struggled with same-sex attraction, the homosexual temptation, for most of my life. But by the grace of God, I've been a celibate my whole life because I think that's a sin, so I don't do that. But I've been in a Christian support group for years, and you know what a liberal homosexual magazine in the twin cities did they sent a reporter undercover into my support group who wrote this horrible article blasting me and, and it was it was so awful and it caused me a lot of pain and a lot of suffering And you know, the comfort I take from this verse, (laughs) I am a sinner and I've got my sins, but in this case, part of it anyway, I was suffering because, the reason they sent this guy into my group is because in Minneapolis, I take a public stand against homosexual marriage and homosexual behavior and they don't like me. And so they uttered uh, falsely against me on account of Christ. The, the, The comfort I want you to take is this. If you stand for Christ, You will suffer for it, especially as we become a more pagan culture. But rejoice, says Jesus, one day you will be rewarded. Put all that together, 1 Peter chapter 2. That's how we war against our flesh. Amen.
2: Welcome to the portion of the Pastor Study, where we now ask Pastor Brock to share with us his knowledge of Scripture and his insights to answer questions we have regarding the Bible, our Lord, and our everyday walk with Him. Pastor Brock, Our first question today is from a YouTube viewer, which we should probably let you know. You can also go to YouTube Mm -hmm. and see parts of our show. So um, his question is, I've cried out to the Lord to remove homosexuality from me, and he hasn't yet. Can you answer this question for me? If sin is a choice and being gay isn't a choice, how can being gay be a sin?
1: Yeah, I think he must have saw I had a, you and I did a whole show about my personal struggle with same sex attraction. If you go to pastorstudy.org, two S's, pastorstudy.org, you'll see our TV shows. You can watch our TV shows free at, at that website, our website. Um, I, he must have seen that. And so I did respond to him. And, and he said, if being gay, if sin is a choice and being gay isn't a choice, then how can it be a sin? Well, here's what I responded. Maybe we don't choose our temptations in life, Jackie, but we always choose what we do with them. I mean, did I wake up one day and say, hey God, I think I'll choose to have uh, homosexual temptations? I never did. It really goes back to me and dad and not having a good relationship Mm -hmm. when I was real little. All right, so I didn't choose that, Jackie, but I do choose what I do with it and I got into a good Christian support group and by the grace of God, you know I'm a celibate and always have been all right so all right so what I wrote this young man was you know maybe you didn't choose the temptation but you are choosing right now whether you're gonna get into it or not I urged him to uh, Google Exodus International which has cr- groups all around America for people that struggle with this issue you get into a good small group so you you, you do choose what you do and temptation isn't a sin acting on it, the temptation is the sin
2: okay pastor Breck when you talk about the government, should Christians pay taxes if the government has tax-funded abortion? And I guess along with that, are we always to obey the government?
1: Is well, that- uh, we—I would say about ninety-eight percent of the time we are to obey the government. There is that two percent where, in in Acts chapter five, Peter says to the governing authorities, "We got to obey God, not you." And then they got suffering for it, and and. Um, are we to pay our taxes? I think we are because the Bible says to pay your taxes. Uh, however, I have respect for people. In Minnesota, we have tax-funded abortion in Minnesota because our Supreme Court somehow found that in our Constitution that we have to pay for abortions. That's that's the Minnesota law. That is the interpretation uh, for what 15 years now. So um, I have respect for people that go to jail and not pay their taxes in Minnesota for that. Uh, I I still because again nero was evil and paul still said you pay your taxes to nero so i pay my taxes
2: okay did you say the bible is wrong on the issue of slavery because our next question is about that okay go ahead could if the bible is wrong on the issue of slavery could it be wrong on other things doesn't the old testament say it's wrong to eat pork and shellfish and Mm -hmm. Why don't we preach against that?
1: Right. And, Jackie, again, we're getting into the arguments used by the liberals to push homosexuality through the church, one of which is, well, the Old Testament says you can't eat pork. The Old Testament says you can't have, eat shellfish, and we, have, we eat lobster and we have pork. Well, uh, read the book of Hebrews. Jesus, by his death... Fulfilled all the Old Testament food laws. Jackie, you can have a hot dog, so can I. A read mark where it says, Jesus thus declared all foods clean. The Old Testament Jews had those laws to make them different from the other peoples. Jesus fulfilled that law, so we're free to eat pork. So, but, in, you know, so, but in the New Testament, it says homosexuality is a sin, Romans 1, uh, 1 Corinthians 6. So uh, it's, it's not, it doesn't work. Their argument doesn't work.
2: Okay. What do you say to a friend who says, I don't want to go to church because the church is full of hypocrites?
1: I say that's what we're all hypocrites. We're all sinners. We all need a savior. And you remember the line uh, that your our former pastor, Roger Carlson, said to a kind of crotchety old guy who said that. Roger said, come room for one more. The reason we go to church is because we're sinners and we're hypocrites and we need the savior.
2: We've only got a little over a minute left, Pastor Brock, mm-hmm. but I have one big question for you. Yeah, Do you think Christians in the United States will be persecuted?
1: I think it has begun when you have the President almost mandating that Catholics have to pay for birth control. When, when you've got pharmacists that have to quit their jobs because they're being forced to dispense uh, abortion pills. When you've got a, 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 a a photographer, wedding photographer in New Mexico losing her, having to pay money because she won't do a lesbian wedding. It's here, folks, and
2: I think it's going to get worse. You do? Yeah, I do. Okay. Well, Pastor Brock, we talked a little bit about things. We want to thank the viewers mm-hmm. who have made these things possible through yep. their donations. Yes. So why don't you just... Real quick,
1: th- everybody, you are maybe seeing us for the first time. We're on for six months. If uh, God would help you Uh, If God would nudge you to help us stay on the air, what you do is you go to pastorstudy.org. You can support us on air, or you can write to the Pastor's Study, 5200 Emerson Avenue North, Minneapolis, Minnesota, 55430. Whatever you do, please pray for us that the Lord would use this ministry to reach people. And if he nudges you, pastorstudy.org.
2: Thanks for being with us. We pray that God would grant you his richest blessings this week. Until we're together again, next time.
0: Thank you for tuning in to The Pastor Study. We ask, would you pray for our ministry as we seek to spread the good news of salvation through Jesus Christ? And would you pray about supporting this ministry? Our address is The Pastor Study, 5200 Emerson Avenue North, Minneapolis, Minnesota, 55430. Our website is pastorstudy.org. And our phone number is
2: 763-260-4484.
0: May God richly bless you and join us next week at the same time as we study God's word. Until then, may the blessing of our one triune God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit be with you.